Welcome to the Soul Too Early Sports Card Podcast, where everything is a one of one because of mass printing. There is no Kai today. I'm likely to get a cease and desist after today's episode. This is episode 30 of the Soul Too Early Podcast. I'd ask Kai how the hell he's doing, but he is currently studying and hopefully finishing up uh, his finals, which is Super important, I understand. Um, he's not going to be here today, obviously. It's ironic in a way that, as he was mentioning, he was studying for his finals. I got an invitation to uh, my alumni fifth year anniversary thing. I'm going to go to that. Fuck it. It's cool. I've not been to my college in five years. So, you know what? Why not? Today's episode is different. Um, Kai, Kai... Gave me the reins. He put me in charge. That was his mistake. I'm I'm sorry to you, to Kai, to everyone um, for today. We're going to cover two things. We're going to cover two things very well. And when I say that, I literally have about five to ten pages of information here I want to cover. This is less of a conversation and and kind of me reading a script. I took a lot of notes. The two things we're covering today are in the title, uh, Evan Mathis and the Golden Collection Show, the Golden Touch, whatever it's called. I watched the entire show today to prep and give the title of the episode. Um, I wrote the title first, Evan Mathis has the Golden Touch before recording this, so I I put the, the the train first or whatever the saying is. I I'm sorry, my brain is a little rotted from all the uh, the Ken Golden, and I need to I needed to watch for for today. Um, but we are going to touch on the Evan Mathis situation first. For anyone, for anyone who is not aware of what is going on, I will first show you the video. Pretty bad, but. I muted it. Not going to get in trouble there. I I don't think that's something to get me in trouble. If it is, whatever, I'm going to get in more trouble anyway for for talking bad about Mr. Ken Golden and his show. So such is life, I guess. I will pick and choose my battles there. That is too close. I don't like that one. We're going to watch this. This is on Evan Mathis' Instagram. I think he has on TikTok as well. I I don't use TikTok. Uh, this is basically him showing you in great detail how to, first off, I'm not fucking promoting this piece of shit. Um, basically very clearly how to alter vintage trading cards. Now, first thing I, I obviously am going to get this out of the way first as, as this plays, whatever. No, I don't condone this. And and I don't think anyone actually does (laughs) people who do are, I'm not going to use any bad words, but uh, less than savory individuals. Um, and there's there's a lot to unpack here. When I was getting this episode ready, I thought this would be the main thing I would cover. And then I wrote the title <laughs> and said, fuck it, I'm watching The Golden Touch. And six episodes later, here I am. So, you know, there's obviously... Oh, We'll, we'll let the video play first. You can see like what he's doing. He's these. Uh, this is Team America World Police or whatever. Who fucking cares? 
basically every math is in detail shows you how to alter a card. I don't, I don't know what's happening right now, but <laughs> basically in detail shows you how to alter a card. He actually puts a crappy vintage card behind it to make sure the, like the card stock still has some fraying on it. It's, it's interesting and, and interesting in a bad way. Let me caveat that. But what he does is interesting. And, and you know what? Oh, that is that the video. All right, cool. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to show that piece of shit anymore. Fuck him. Um, it's very interesting in a bad way there is a subjective line when it comes to prepping a card for grading and altering it you know your definition of what uh prepping a card is is different from mine i've gotten into numerous fights uh specifically with kurt's card shop whatever his fucking instagram name is i don't even you know he's someone who alters cards i i've said that clearly not only is he putting material on cards to prep surfaces um he is altering the corners and edges like stamping out imperfections to you know regrade a card and get a better grade to me surface wiping down the micro microfiber is acceptable using material to prep a card isn't and that's where i draw the line that's my interpretation that's my opinion People who use Kurt's card shop might have a different perspective. People who trim cards while doing it incorrectly <laughs> have a different opinion. You know, what I what I care about is what PSA, BGS, if you fucking use SGA or HGA, whatever, they have their own opinion and perception as well, but their opinion matters significantly more than mine, yours, whatever else. I, I care what the grading companies think. Um, I, I don't believe the average card collector actually condones the, the altering of corners, edges, centering to improve a grade. You know, maybe there's some unsavory individuals who listen to this podcast or have now been sent this podcast and think they do and will not ever admit that. What is interesting, and I could pull this back up, I, I, I kind of meant to, were the comments on this video. This is so strange to me how there are individuals who also approve of what's going on in this in, in this piece of content and outwardly, like, say it. I, I got to give you some credit. You are fucking stupid, but I will give you credit for, for admitting it. So <laughs> that's good. I'm proud of you. Uh, the first step to fixing a problem is admitting you have one. And some people just don't have the IQ points to understand what something is objectively wrong. So more credit to you guys. <sighs> what is interesting, um, and I'm reading my notes because I have so much to say, Um. What I, what I don't really get, and this is so interesting to me because the size of a piece of trading card is theoretically going to be pretty close and not exactly the same as every other piece of cardboard, is how are these companies not catching this? You are altering a card. You are cutting it short or trimming the edges or changing the, the centering to affect the grading of one of those factors. So... How are PSA and BGS not catching this? That is the one thing where this video by Evan, Math Evan Mathis shines in a bad way. Let me make sure I say it again. This is where it shines negatively because it is calling out and showing something that if a company was doing it properly would not go through anyway. The centering being changed, the edges, the corners, 
th- th- there's a reason why min size requirement is a thing. You can't prove it was altered per se, but if it doesn't meet the factory standards of every other vintage trading card, you would, you would imagine that you you would know, right? Right. So just just interesting. It, it's just an interesting thing. Um, the comments on this video are really scary. Obviously, there are people who don't collect who are just like, yeah, Evan, Evan, good for you. Make your money. Fuck them collectors. There are people who collect cards and like, this is my opinion. And 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 how dare you uh, try to put me down and, and think differently than I do. And I am not going to call out certain people by name because I'm a believer, theoretically, in giving them the opportunity to defend themselves and uh, why I'm talking shit on Evan Mathis. Fuck them. And, and that's a great move. Whatever. So be it. Unfortunately, uh, there are significantly more millions of dollars involved if you are to believe some of the comments on the video um, and how certain cards have been graded significantly higher as a result of altering. And, and that leads me to my next point, which is the conversation about conservation, which is an alliteration that I'm quite proud of that I wrote. Um, similar to like fine art, which we can have a conversation about that is that is something worth discussing i'm not taking a 1-800 phone call right now i'm quite busy um are trading cards fine art that depends it's a very valid question in some instances especially on vintage items and and this conversation is also highly controversial in the art industry which is interesting it really truly is um the, the kicker is, and, and this is the part where people seem to miss, they get halfway there. They say, oh, it's fine art. We're, con- we're conserving it, making sure it's pristine and, and priced accordingly. Art is marked accordingly. It is marked as conserved. You can tell when something is conserved that is several hundred years old. The entire point of what Evan Mathis and people who alter cards the way they do is to hide that information from you as a consumer. They don't want you to know that that centering was changed or the corners were altered or that surface scratch is gone. That's the point. They don't want you to know that information was there because the difference between an authentic altered card and an assumedly high-grade version of any vintage card you can think of is astronomical. That's the point. They don't want you to know that it was conserved. So, so there you go. In my opinion, that is the biggest difference here. And, and, and truthfully, what it comes down to and what happens now is nothing. Nothing's going to happen, which is unfortunate. I, I want to make that clear. <laughs> nothing is going to change. And, and really, I truly do question what the point of morality is in the sports trading card hobby. This is a hobby defined by the individual. And and people who scam will continue to scam. People who are hype beasts will continue to pump and trick average consumers. And the world keeps spinning. That is unfortunately what is going to happen, which is nothing. Nothing's going to change. Um, In my opinion, and in my mind, we are a hobby of one. Navigating sports cards is a vast sinkhole of failed investments opportunistic pieces of shit trying to take advantage of you and fuck you over and a small percentage of people who genuinely love what they do it's a very negative perception on trading cards and i'm willing to admit that i i have become very um 
critical of sports cards lately in the last couple of months. I think ever since like this podcast started, you need to have a conversation about it. But in my mind, in my world, the people who love you and love what they do the most are willing to be the most critical because no one is going to be as critical and as loving as either yourself or those who really believe in you. Once again, that's my perception. That's how I believe it. Um, I am my, my biggest critic. I fucking hate myself, but I will always try to make myself build up and be stronger because of that hate. I'll push myself to be better. And in my mind, that's how sports cards are. Those who blindly tell you that the hobby is alive and that you're a hobby goat and all this other bullshit are trying to sell you, are trying to sell you down the river. They're only trying to pump themselves up financially or follower wise or whatever else and take you down. In my opinion, you know, you are trying to be brought, you, you are being trained to be a hobby sheep and they're trying to bring you to slaughter for their financial gain. In my opinion, it's kind of tough. It's kind of, it's kind of a rough perception. And I don't love that. That's how I think about it these days, but especially in a down market, you can see where the greed lies and where people truly are. And, and you know what? I get it. I understand it. And that is why as a higher end dealer, I, I try to not fit in with, with that crowd because they will not always tell you the truth. I, I have been in conversations involving some high-end collectors and dealers and stuff like that where I don't like what is being said and discussed. Um, and there are those who try to manipulate you and, and benefit financially. I, I hope that however this podcast goes, and ending in a lawsuit, a cease and desist, or hopefully in hundreds, if not thousands of views across platforms. People see it what it is. See see me as a bringer of truth, as someone who is going to keep it honest, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, I don't want to be a hobby guild. I don't want to be a hobby influencer. That's the last fucking thing I want to do. I have no interest in being famous. If I really did, I would have kept my YouTube channel growing six years ago when I had 40,000 subscribers making Pokemon videos, and I would have been more successful and, and more of an influencer than any of these fucking individuals making shitty content about sports cards. I don't fucking care. I've done it. I have been more famous than most people in sports cards. I walked away. I came to sports cards at 18 years old because I thought it was fun. And at 26, I still love it. I really, truly do. I think I love it more now than I ever have and probably ever will because I have this platform to talk. And, and it empowers me. And just because I'm critical does not mean I, I hate it. In fact, I love it more. So just a crazy, crazy world we're in. And speaking of a crazy world that we are in, the Golden Touch, the Ken Golden Show. I I don't know when it actually launched on Netflix. I'm going to check real quick, so don't mind me. It had to be in the last week or so. Uh, I just need to know. Launched. Oh, that is not the right show. This is 2004. Cool. Uh, I'm going to try saying just Netflix on Google, and I will share my screen with you so you can all see me be stupid. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, shit. I did not do it right. Hang on. Hey, there you go. I can use a computer. That, But I also misspelled golden and touch. And oops, 
Hang on. Oopsie doopsie. It launched on. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? I fucking I don't care. Um, the point is, oh hey, there's a dog on my Instagram page. Nice. Um, a lot of information shown on that show is generally considered inaccurate at the best case and at the worst case, just a straight lie. And how much information do I have to show? Well, I will give you a sneak peek at my screen if I can get my iCloud up. I I wrote notes. I wrote a lot of notes. I spent today watching The Golden Touch. And, and I and I wrote my notes. So for anyone who has not seen The Golden Touch, that is perfectly fine. I'm going to paint a realistic picture of some of the prices appraisals, discussions on the show. Um, I am going to leave my personal opinion out in the event that Ken Golden does message me and says, hey, take this post down. You are slandering my business and my name. Although, I good fucking luck because this podcast is thankfully relatively small. And, you know, if, if you're seeing this piece of content, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but I'm going to keep my personal opinion out on a lot of this. I'm going to state facts. And some some perception that is not an opinion. I'm going to speak information I have available to me with, with some interpretation available. Is that acceptable? Lawyers who may see this some day in time? I don't know. A study communications. Fucking I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. So I was going to pull up every comp and sale, but I wrote it down. And, and we do have Card Ladder, which ironically enough, the Golden Team uses because guess what? It's a good product and, and people like it. So good on you, Card Ladder Team. <sighs> All right. So let's let's jump into this. I mean, once again, I have notes. I wrote this shit down because I was expecting to talk about this. And and while I'm not going to get my personal opinion on, on like Ken Golden and stuff, um, the first item they show on the on the Netflix show that I, I kind of paid attention to was a Jackie Robinson yearbook that was signed three times by him. And they praised it at, at 10K. I couldn't find the exact comp on the item, but a similar one, which is ironic that there is a uh, several different Jackie Robinson items uh, from his specific year and time, it sold for $1,400. No, it is not the same item, but the fact that there are more than one of these and it's sold on Golden was quite weird. Is this the exact item? This might be the exact item, actually, ironic enough, pulling it up a second time, and it sold for $2,370. So this might be the exact item that was on the show. That was not what I found in my research, but there you go. Interesting. Uh, the Jackie Robinson bat. I believe this was the all-star game bat that was shown in the show. They appraised it at $750,000. It sold for $1.8 million, $1.08 million. So they actually undersold this item appraisal-wise. That's that's awesome. I'd rather you undersell the value to consumers who might not be as aware or have the research or the ability to research like I do. Then oversell it. This is good. I'd rather you be more conservative in your value. So good on you. I'll call that out. And this also gives us some relevant timing on when this was shot. Um, I had conversations with people who believe it was in 2021. But ironically enough, 
If I pull up ESPN, you can see, and they reference, they reference this in the show as well. This was an article on May 1st, 2022, literally a year ago today, roughly, of this bat being sold, 1949 All-Star Game. Good job. Like this is this is good. This gives us a time point. So throughout the rest of the podcast, and I assume the show, we, we are going to reference generally Q1 to Q2 prices in 2022. There seems to be an instance in episode five where they're in November of 2022, but I don't know. It's hard to tell. I obviously wasn't there. So, you know, I'm giving context when I can. Uh, let's move through my notes. So on the show that's featured is a 1951 Jackie Robinson home jersey. The The entire like main point of contention in episode one is the owner of this jersey wants to sell it. And he wants $10 million, which... Spoiler alert, it doesn't sell for $10 million. It ends up selling for like $7.2 million. The buyer ends up not taking it. The reserve's not met. That's like the, the point of contention in, in this episode. Um, it was appraised at $5 million, so they actually once again under, undervalued it and then oversold it, even if the buyer didn't take it. So good on you, golden team. That's 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 good. I'd rather see that. Um, it, it was not the most expensive piece of memorabilia, which is what Ken Golden tried to say and, and mention in, in the sales pitch to the individual um, at $5 million, which is what it was valued at in, in the show, would have placed fifth all time. Uh, the number one piece of memorabilia to ever sell, I thought was the Hand of God jersey worn by Diego Maradona. But ironically enough, it seems like a game one Michael Jordan uh, game used jersey from 1988 sold for $10 million. <sighs> so that's that's interesting. This this jersey would have placed, I believe, at three, maybe possibly four, based on my research. Still, super impressive. I I, I will give Ken Golden credit here for trying to sell the item for <laughs> for this person. They were just they were not realistic, and you know what? I give him credit, but also I understand that hey, they are a business; they are taking a commission. He is more inclined to convince the person to sell the item and get Ken Golden his. 20% cut, 10% cut, whatever the percentage would have been. I think he actually tries to cut his commission in half to, to sell the item, if I remember. They do that a few times in the show. So forgive me if I do not remember this exact one time. It, it was a lot of content to go through. Um, They also talk about Beanie, Be- Be- <laughs> Beanie Babies in episode one. I, I skipped this part. I don't care. I'm not going to, I'm not uh, an expert on Beanie Babies. I'm sorry to anyone who who likes them? I don't care. So I skipped it. Uh, they also show a Babe Ruth single signed a baseball selling for about 20K. That seems about right. The Babe Ruth baseballs are hard to uh, definitively price, especially a year ago. And it depends on the autograph. And the one shown in the show looks, looks good. So yeah, that's about right. Uh, the triple LeBron James logo, man. Is this still episode one? I believe it is. Uh, sells for $2.4 million. They appraised at 1.5. Once again, ironically enough, they're doing well. They are under appraising items and they're overselling. That is that is good. And I'm going to call out good, bad, and just shit appraisals, which we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> There's some bad ones and that's fine. Uh, they call Panini a prestigious trading card company. That is just fucking funny to me. That is, <laughs> that's the worst thing said so far. Um, 
Uh, this one's bad. I wrote this. I'm just going to say it, and, and whatever happens, happens. Uh, Drake is not deep into trading cards. He's deep into DMs with 13, 16-year-old girls, but that's beside the point. That is going to get me in trouble. That is perfectly fine by me. Uh, the Anthony Hardaway Logoman Auto that is pulled by Drake. They have a 50K appraisal. It never sold publicly from what I saw on Card Ladder, which is you know, what uh, they seem to use, so I will reference that as well. I think it's what Anthony right. I'm definitely going to biff this. Oh, I actually might have got it right, but according to my research, which is literally just going, oh, well, I spelled hard. It doesn't matter. I, I spelled it wrong. I, I clearly did. Uh, it never sold, so oops. You know, it, I, I assume Drake still owns it, but who knows? It's hard. It's hard to say. All right, now let's get the uh, the bad one out of the way, and the one that I saw memed on a ton on Instagram. It was the Fleer MJ that Drake pulled. I believe he pulled two or three of them in the the live that he was in with Ken Golden. They valued it at three hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, no, it no, it was not. So, I believe, I believe they sold. They they came back graded as seven, eights, and nines. I believe one nine. It doesn't matter. The point was like. These were never going to be $50,000. And although although my uh, car ladder seems to now be uh, not pulling up the PSA 9 sales. There you go. There, there you go. Like, it was, it was never going to happen. Come on. Come on. Like, the, the show was filmed in, theoretically, May 2022, even in the latest November 2022. This was in post-production for a while. That's just lazy. That's just, that looks so bad to anyone who's a card collector. And yeah, in today's market, Fleer 10s are under 200 grand. So it just even sounds dumber. <laughs> I, I I will not shit on them for not knowing the future. I'm sorry. You couldn't tell the future, guys. I know that's so terrible. But come on, you you, you could have edited that appraisal. That's 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 a pretty bad one. And I think that, you know, most people would admit that's kind of sloppy. Uh, they also go into presidential hair collecting. They have like a bar. They have a barber who cut hair for like seven or eight different presidents. He saved hair. It's kind of weird, but I understand. Once again, we collect rectangles of sweaty dudes who hit a ball far or throw a basketball into a hoop. Well, so you know what? The presidents have more impact on lives than. Sports athletes. So I, I get why people would collect them. Hair is kind of fucking weird, but I, I once again, I understand. So <laughs> uh, Ken actually does make a good point here about hero collecting. And and you know what? I, I will call it what it is. That is a fair point. Um, I also noted here that I give Ken credit for trying to convince the Jackie Robinson owner of the jersey to sell it. I mean, once again, he gets a commission. But hey, you know what? I will call it out. They They were right. He should have sold it. Um, also, yeah, the episode one ends with like a cliffhanger of like if it's going to sell and like the commission possibly. I don't, I don't feel bad for Ken Golden. Like they're trying to set it up as like, man, he like, I oh man, come on, Ken, make the sale, do the business, like get your fucking get your nut, get whatever you got to do. It's like I don't like I don't feel guilty or bad or have any strong feeling for this person. 
so when it ends on a cliffhanger, it's like, really? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Um, he definitely comes off unlikable in the show. He seems very arrogant. I mean, the show is named The Golden Touch. His name is Golden. Pretty, pretty big ego trip. It's a good name for a show, but the point is, um, yeah, not that likable in the first part. This actually, my, my opinion changes on this throughout the show, but it's very top heavy. Like, he he comes off so unlikable in the first like three or four episodes, and by five and six, he actually is significantly better. But man, if you watch episode one or two, you might turn it off after this point. It's it's a tough, tough scene. Um Cutting through to episode two, uh, they start at Red Bull Arena, Red Bull Arena here in New Jersey. Uh, they show off literally the most insane soccer collection possibly in the world from what they show, and it's very possible it is. I wish I could appreciate this more as a casual uh, soccer fan. But hey, this is fucking insane. This is an insane collection. And, and later in the show, they actually have an even better basketball collection, which is which is amazing it's incredible so it is also funny that in episode two ken literally goes to the owner of these jerseys uh he does not and i'm verbatim quoting here i don't want to smoke up your ass but then he he does uh and this is a quote literally this is a quote literally from the show you know a modern jersey hasn't sold for 100k but but this one this is for five hundred thousand. That's Ken. You're 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 literally blowing smoke up someone's ass. You 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 said you weren't going to do it, and then in the same breath, you did. Now, the jersey that sold was the El Clasico uh, Lionel Messi jersey from 2017, I believe. Uh, it was the one against Real Madrid. He like scores a goal in the last minute, takes off his jersey, and like says like, "Hey, fuck you, fans!" Like, ha, look at me, and it sells for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So so Ken was right. Ken got the number that he thought it was worth. But uh, yeah, blowing smoke up someone's ass after not <laughs> saying you would was kind of weird. Uh, Ryan, who is one of Ken's employees, says he owned an SP Authentic LeBron James Gold Rookie Auto that he sold for seventeen k uh, And they appraised it at $400,000. And they show on screen a BGS9 comp. At the time of filming, I will, I will pull this up. Hang on, because I don't want to look... Like a dickhead. The authentic gold. Did I not type it in right? Hang on. At the time of filming, they have a 9510 selling for 82K in 2021. Uh, PSA 10 would then go on to sell for 51.6K in October 2022. Which is the point I'm trying to get to, but. All right. Well, hang on. Let me uh, let me uh, let me type it like this. Sorry. Once again, doing a podcast by yourself and trying to be visual as well is sometimes difficult. Why can't I find it? Oh, it's so annoying. Hang on. <laughs> and now I'm gonna look like a liar, but I'm trying not to look like a liar. I uh, feel like that, maybe. Okay. This is acceptable for me. 
This is the 82.1K comp that I was mentioning in October 2021. The PSA 10 then sells for 51.6K in October 2022. So here it is. Thank you. All right. I, I, I found it. So I'm not a liar. It just took me a second. I apologize. Uh, here's the one that ended up selling on Golden PSA 10, 51.6K. I guess Ryan went to the, school, the Ken Golden School of Item Appraisal, and I went to the school of not knowing how to type or search properly, which ends up being a theme throughout this episode and, and the entire series. I try to check a lot of things on Golden's website. It's, uh, it's fucking impossible. It's not a very good website for uh, dispensing information regarding sales. Card Ladder is much better at it. Um, especially when it comes to memorabilia, there is no proper way to find information. Uh, that is maybe me, but you know what? I, I work in digital marketing and advertising, and I literally work in optimization of, of well, I work on YouTube now, but I know how to optimize a website. Theirs isn't optimized. It, it's fucking hard to find information, so I'm going to consider myself an expert in this conversation saying, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> You should be able to find information. Um, they also then go to an Apple One uh, collector, like a guy who collects Apple products, and he has like a working Apple One computer. They say it went for auction at $250,000. I, I can't confirm what it sold for because Golden's website's not the best. Uh, one previously did $500,000, and they valued it at $400,000. That seems right. Hard to tell. I don't know. So... There you go. Uh, then a kid comes in with a Stephen Curry gold Topps Chrome Refractor, one of 50, which is good to know for later. Uh, their consignment director, second second lieutenant, whatever, uh, Dave says that if it was a PSA 10, it's worth a million dollars, which I, I, I maybe, I, you know, I'm, he's probably not wrong there, actually, um, based on what ends up happening with the item. Uh, the one of 50 Curry ends up getting graded a PSA eight ends up selling at auction in May 20, uh, May 21st, I should say 2022. It sells for $204,000. The, uh, the collector, the owner of the card originally was offered $150,000 privately ends up not taking it. Uh, you know what does fine. Once again, like they, they are, they are doing what they said they would do. Hey, we think it's worth this. Maybe your evaluation seems to be off, but when they actually get down to it at the very end, they are helping people. They they, they got the kid the money that he promised. Uh, Dave, I believe, the consignment director who works with him, actually cuts his commission to make sure that he helps his kid out, gives him a good experience. Yeah, I, I'm not going to just shit here, sit here and shit on the show. I'm going to call out the positive too. And and you know what? They, they are doing good things. Once again, they are obviously motivated by the financial gain at the end of the day. But I do like how they are willing to work with uh, with people who are invested in their business and making sure that they grow. So I'll call it as a good thing. Uh, that is a completely fair price, and that's kind of how episode two ends. I, there might be another thing or two there, but I at this point now, by, by episode two, I had written a ton of notes and um, not not burning out on the show. But like, man, this is fucking. This is so much. Like. A lot of uh, a lot of things going on here. You know, my my notes start to slip a little bit, but episode three does give me the uh, not the best. Best is relative. It gives me the most information in terms of comps, so that's interesting. Let, let's 
let's jump into that. Uh, they call Ken Golden the Hobby Godfather, which is just weird. I don't, I don't like that, but whatever. Um, the flawless cases were apparently resealed. So, like, that's that's eh, not great because they could have reevaluated the appraisal of stuff they did. And this is where I think the show is actually in November 2022, possibly. Uh, maybe not, but I think it might be around that time. I don't think it's in exactly May based on what I see. Uh, the first thing was a David Robertson, Robinson, I'm sorry, David Robinson, a flawless one one, which we can see. It's a PSA 8 grade, 10 auto, sells for $16.86, November 19th, 2022. They appraised a 5K. Uh, John Stockton Flawless Auto, they valued at $200. That's, that's fine, whatever. Hakeem, they valued, I believe, at $350. They, it's probably worth around two to $300. Once again, perfectly fine, acceptable. A, an AI 3 of 3 Flawless, uh, they valued at $1,000. I actually found the exact card uh, that was sold. Yep. Hang on. On the exact card that was sold. Hang on. Let me try and spell it correctly. Dot, 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 dot. And where are you? God damn it. I'm doing the thing again like where there's a lot going on here, so forgive me. It sells for uh 1266. So if I can find it, that'd be cool. I'm not finding the exact item. How did I find it the first time? Whatever. The point is, it does sell in golden, 1266. They appraise that a thousand bucks. Good job. Once again, good job. Uh, Shaq Floss Auto at 300 bucks is perfectly acceptable. That probably is about right, maybe even low. Um, and then the Lamella Ball Flawless Rookie Auto to five. They praise it at 10K. I hope I can find this one because it, it, uh, it is interesting. They praise it at 10K. What do I do? Hang on. It is. Man, when you're recording shit, this is so difficult. The exact card ends up selling for 2160. It's jersey number to five. So. And sells on November 19th, 2022. Can I start off by date, maybe? Because maybe by price is not the best way to do this. I want to show the information I have so like people can't come at me and say I'm a hater. But when it's not coming up the way that I thought it would in the information, that's so annoying. Why is it doing this? Maybe I just type it in. I have to type it in very simply, I think. I think that's the trick. It's PWCC. That's not right. How did I find these the first time? This is so... This is bad. I guess if people DM me, I'll, I'll find the exact comp again or I'll pull it up on my phone. The exact card sells on Golden, 2160. I'm sorry I can't find it at this moment in time. Podcasting in the live moment is difficult. I can pull it up and need it because I, I saw it. Uh, Backyard Breaks is brought up for a minute when they hit the LeBron James triple logo, man. I think that's interesting. Uh, I like their buyers. It shows. They're pretty good at what they do. So 
cool. Um, I do think it's kind of neat. They flew out the owners of the LeBron James triple logo man uh, to New Jersey. I'm sorry you had to come to New Jersey. It's a piece of shit. It's okay. I live here, so I can say it. Sorry. <laughs> um, the LeBron James logo man, I mentioned this before, but it's brought up again. Uh, praise of $1.5 million. It does 2.4. Underselling and over-delivering. Awesome. That is like the key here. It's weird on, on the cards how sometimes they're way fucking off. And other times they undersell it, which, you know, is hard. It's difficult. I'll give them credit where it's due. And in reality, the LeBron James difference is like way more than how much uh, they overvalue like the, the Fleer MJ. But uh, Ken Golden then calls himself a competitive beast roughly verbatim uh, a mix between Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. That's, that's kind of cringe. I got to say, but I am also someone who is super competitive. Uh, losing is my least favorite thing to do in the entire fucking world. So it's, it's a cringe comment, but I, I do respect someone who is really competitive. Cause I, I, uh, I agree. I, I live by that mindset too, that I'm really competitive. I fucking hate to lose on anything. It can be as simple as, uh, I don't know, rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> which they do later in the show, actually. So um, I, I'm also hyper-competitive, so I will, I will give you that, Ken. Uh, they talk about like the first Apple Watch like in the 90s, 80s. That's kind of neat. I learned something new. Um, at some point, the LeBron James triple logo man gets slabbed authentic. Uh, but in like the B-roll of the item, they are visually like showing the auction ending. And it's it's still in a mag. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know of the the owner. Uh, but then again, also, it, it is slabbed by the time the auction ends. Yet the B roll of it is in the mag. That's that's a weird continuity error. But like this is not this is not a fiction show. So I don't I don't I don't know how that happens. It's kind of weird. Uh, by this point in episode four, like they, they start to get better, honestly. And, and these are not really complaints. This is just me calling out prices and, uh, and actions. I just see kind of oddly as a collector. Uh, episode four has Ric Flair in it. I think Ric Flair just does anything and any, anything and everything. Um, I am scared to go woo uh, quite loudly because I'm, I'm terrified if I do, he's going to appear behind me like Slenderman. So like I don't want to scream woo too loudly. He's like the Kool-Aid man. He'll hear you and he'll jump through your fucking wall. Um, they have a Jordan game used jersey. Uh, I believe they either photo match or they say they're going to photo match it. They raised that $600,000. Uh, I don't know. It's impossible to say. I think, oh, there's also inscribed too, which is really cool. Uh, it's impossible to say. Uh, it's even more impossible to find it on their website. <laughs> so maybe it's sold. Maybe they didn't get it. I, I don't know. Um, Kind of hard to say. Uh, Ryan, they're they're you know one of their consignment uh, workers, did in fact help with the Illustrator Pikachu sale. I I was able to see that it did sell for seven hundred twenty thousand dollars in February twenty twenty two. I'm not sure why on screen it says it says seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Whatever. I, I do wonder um, when the show was in post production after being filmed. Did an intern at Netflix just like take whatever information the Golden Company said and said, all right, yeah, whatever. Did they provide the Golden provide the information to Netflix and make them input it? Was it just, you know, DMs or texts with that information? There's some weird continuity errors that just like 
I don't know why. Like why? It's not. I don't call it lying per se. Because like, why would they lie about that? Maybe it's just an easier, clean number. But I believe even in the video itself, he says seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. I don't. I don't remember the exact line. <laughs> so forgive me. But when it's on screen saying a certain thing, and I believe he says the correct number, kind of weird. I don't know. Just just a weird thing to do. Um, Laura, Ken Golden's daughter, says she'd rather be tortured than doing any inventory in sports cards. I agree. That, <laughs> like, yeah, that you nailed it. I, I hate doing inventory. Um, the historical pieces that they show in episode four, when they are working with a guy who has a early reprint of the Declaration of Independence is is awesome. Uh, they have Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald's handcuffs, uh, which is, that's just cool as fuck. Um, I actually have been able to go to uh, the book Depository where Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly shot JFK. It's now a museum. That entire area is really cool. Um in a morbid way, obviously, but it's a, it's a, it's a piece of history. It's, it's really interesting. Um, and being able to go there and, and see it for myself, uh, is something I won't ever forget. So that, that's, that's just a cool piece of memorabilia. And what's interesting is in the book depository, they have memorabilia is not the right word. They have artifacts. I, I guess is better to call it artifacts. Um, like they have the the sheriff who was like escorting Lee Harvey Oswald. They have like his entire like outfit on the day that uh, Jack Ruby shot him. I was gonna say allegedly, but that's <laughs> Jack Ruby shot Lee Har- Lee Harvey Oswald. There's no allegedness to that. Um, and there's some other like memor- artifacts. Artifacts is the word for for that. It's it's cool. You should you should go if you've never been there. Uh, the collection that is shown by Toppenfeld the individual who has the greatest collection of basketball memorabilia is, is absolutely incredible. If you've not watched the show, just, just watch that one part. If you don't, if you don't watch anything else from the golden touch, just watch this part of episode four. It is, it is fucking absurd. It is so cool. Um, and obviously they don't get to show everything because in episode five, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Talk about it. I'll talk about it later, but the items that Ken Golden grabs from this guy and then what is shown in episode five is absurd. <laughs> uh, they don't get to show you every single piece, but it, it is crazy. Um, including one of the items that he has is the first ever Michael Jordan red jersey that he wore in the NBA. They valued it at $10 million. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. That's impossible to say. Be the... Uh, It'd either be the most expensive item ever sold in sports memorabilia or the second because the Michael Jordan finals jersey does $10 million, $10.8 million, I believe. I don't know. Hard to say. Um, having Ric Flair come in and identifying one of his robes that he wore is pretty badass. That's that's awesome. Um, Ken ends up grabbing about $20 to $40 million worth of items from Toppenfeld. Uh, yeah, this is absurd <laughs> this is absurd I, I don't know it's really hard to say um they end up striking a deal at the end of episode four slash being of episode five where ken golden advances 12.5 million dollars to Toppenfeld. 
Uh, this is when I actually start to like Ken Golden as a, as a character, as a, as a person, as an individual who's being filmed. Um, I don't know why. In the first, like, first three episodes, he's just not likable. I just don't get it. I think here when he like has to kind of be like a human being and like not just like trying to one up and, and be a salesman, he's a lot better. But uh, yeah, I start to like him around around this point in the show. Um, they end up grabbing a 52 Mickey Mantle PSA 4 9 Auto, which is awesome. I believe they appraised it at $250,000. I couldn't find the sale on Car Ladder or golden's website i i mean i can try now because apparently i can find certain items when i'm searching but uh i can't find other things so for all i know this is gonna appear now oh, i typed it in like shit but that's not the point i want to see price 12.6 million dollars okay so then well okay i've clarified it sports memorabilia the card is different the, the mantle 95 sale is different from what i've said uh can i find it'd be an autograph so now we're gonna find this together guys possibly <laughs> make sure you comment below when you see it uh just kidding that's not how this works this is not a live stream uh we are at three hundred thousand dollars are there any let's well, heritage psa 2 10 auto to two hundred eighty thousand dollars january 23rd awesome awesome card golden 264 psa or sgc 7 no Excuse me. I'm looking here more for Goldens. PSA 6, PSA 6. Uh, no, that's Memory Lane, Love of the Game, Golden, SGC 5. I'm going to go to like $100,000 and if it, if it sold for under that, then that's wild. Six and a half, nope. And this card presents, like, this card is gorgeous, by the way. BVG, BGS, three bas 10 auto that's just wild authentic rookie 165k why did a who put a, a 52 mantle on a weekly that is oh it's 2016 holy shit what is that card worth now okay <laughs> sorry we're not we're not talking about the golden touch we're just talking about gold pwcc who is a rival now um oh that's cool hang on once owned by Mickey Mantle. How do you prove that? I guess it comes from his private collection or like his son, I guess. That's kind of cool. Okay. I, I don't know how you prove that, though. I'm sure there's a way they did it. Uh, I do want to see if there's any... If I can find the auto. But once again, this is like one of those issues where... Uh, is this it? No, this is not... It. This is authentic 10 auto. It's also 2020. Wow. All right. It didn't. Sell. Now, if it's sold, it's under half of what they appraised it at. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop looking. I've. I've tried. I looked. Couldn't find it. I attempted to. I'm sorry. Um. So they then bring in a private collector to buy the Lewis Hamilton one of one superfractor from 2020 Tops Chrome. Now, hang on. That's not how you spell Lewis, David. There's one L. Oops. 
back. Whoops. Let's go back to the top. So what ends up happening here, and this is interesting. Um, the collector who ends up buying the item, spoiler alert, um, buys it from a French kid and his dad. The initial offer made to the the, the pair is $750,000. Um, Dave, I believe it was, brings the guy in. They have a discussion. The person makes an offer, and the, the kid and his dad accept. I had written down originally that $750,000 seemed low. Low, in air quotes, because $750,000 is not low in any world. Um, but then when you look at the one of one uh, non-auto doing uh, $900,000 at the same time when the auto ends up coming for sale, because this is May 2022, the sale will be available. It seems low. Um, and then based on how the conversation goes and how it's handled by the kid and his dad and, and based on what um, the conversation that's had afterwards when they accept the deal, I have to believe the auto does $1 million to $1.2 million because it is – as they, they say in the show, the highest sale ever for an F1 item. So this $900,000 comp existed at the time. I I envision it being a million to 1.2 million. The guy wants to be able to control the market one day if he chooses to sell. So that's that's perfectly fine. Just just my perception on what I would think it is. Um, oh, this is funny. What a small world here. In two small ways, actually, which is interesting. Uh, they show an SP Authentic... Pay in gold auto. Whoops. I happen to own one. <laughs> Hang on. I'll make it so you can see my, my, my face. I own one. That's cool. PSA 9, 9 auto. Ken Golden thinks it's a ten dollars or $15,000 card a year ago. Mine's at $57.50. Hashtag invest. Payton, hit me up. You got, yeah, <laughs> hit me up. Uh, you know, after the cease and desist comes. Although I, I'm actually more positive about the show, which you know, you, you can be critical. You love sports cards, you can be critical of stuff. But I've I've been pretty fair on what I've said. I've not really gone out of my way to speak too much bad blood. I've, I've more been showing numbers. <laughs> um, what's also interesting here is uh, they have Mike Tyson shorts. From Mike Tyson Punch Out, you can shit cameras. Uh, you can see over there is a signed 18 by 20 of Mike Tyson. That's really cool. I I would have loved to own the Mike Tyson shorts. They've added a 25k. I don't know, man. Maybe it's old. Maybe it didn't. That's 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 kind of funky. Really cool. Uh, and then we're on episode six. There are six episodes out of the show. Uh, Logan Paul appears in the episode. Haha, <laughs> get it? G.I. Joe. And they, uh, oh, shit, I fucked up. They open Pokemon cards and it's like G.I. Joe. Haha, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it, that. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Not really. Um, this was almost certainly, and this is how I was able to also confirm that everything was shot around May 2022 uh, because, nope, that is not correct. Da, 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 da. That's still a dog. Shit, hang on, I'll find it. I, can't, I like how when we, we need to cut, uh, we go to, uh, man, I got to pull my history. Hang on. All right. We're going to put my face here for a second while I find the message. And also we can just look at dogs. This is a podcast about dogs now, right? Here it is. Okay. We're good. 
shit, I, I did the wrong thing again. All right. This is from 48 weeks ago. This is from Golden, how they were in Puerto Rico with Logan Paul and his hospitality. We had a blast breaking the Pokemon box. Uh, for anyone who either does not remember or was unaware or watched the show, that's a good start. Uh, Ken Golden and Logan Paul open a box of Pokemon cards uh, and let uh, followers on Instagram get a pack. Um, they like they either bought it or it was for free or something. The point is, they opened the box of cards on Instagram Live. That also helped me date when this was shot. It's pretty pretty straightforward there. Um, and Logan Paul, whether you love him or hate him, the, the dude is very entertaining. He's very charismatic. Um, he's incredibly good at what he does. He can he can carry a room. He's very good at what he does. Personal opinion aside, the man is an entertainer, and, and he's really crushed it. So. Uh, then they show a collection of 92 Dream Team uniforms and some other stuff. At this point, I was done. I was so I was so worn out of watching the show. Uh, I was kind of just skipping through because I, I was I was tired. It was, it, this was a lot to watch in one day. Um, it, it also kind of really shows the post production of the show and everything else. Like I mentioned, this was filmed in roughly May 2022, possibly into November 2022 in, in a certain instance. I can't prove that, obviously. I believe so, but I'm not sure. It, it kind of lacks polish on, on some on some things. Um, if I wasn't into sports cards and memorabilia and I was watching the show as a casual person, like, wow, that's insane how much this stuff is worth. And I would probably want to learn more. Um, in my mind, that's a bad first step because these prices are so wrong. Now, once again, can I fault people in the past for not knowing the prices of today? No, of course not. That, that, that's ridiculous. What I can fault, though, is the post-production and the appraisal values that are actually on screen, not what is said. So if Ken Golden's holding a card and says, this is a $15,000 card, and it's not, that's that's fine. At that moment in time, in 2022, it could have been. But when you appraise stuff afterwards and you're, post, and you're in post-production and they're just wrong, like, for instance, that... Fleer MJ, which they said was worth $350,000 raw. It's just stupid. You look unprofessional. It, it, it sounds silly. It doesn't look correct. It puts a bad look on everyone because it's like that's not even close to reality. So I can fault the post-production, which is probably Netflix and, and maybe the golden team there. It, it, once again, it, it's impossible to say. But the on-screen appraisals... A lot of the times they're not that bad, but when they're wrong, they're really wrong. Um, that's 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 just a tough one. That's a tough sell. Um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Of course, um, I, I don't fault anyone on the show for either consigning items or selling items or moving forward. I really think the Golden Team does a good job of explaining information to people. I don't. Maybe their sales tactics are not the best as an outsider looking in. I also don't love people in sales, but sales is tough. Sales is very tough. So I understand why you have to kind of be the way you are. And, you know, in reality, they don't care what I think. So that's fine. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, oh, this was a funny line I wrote. Ken Gold might think he has the Midas touch, but unfortunately, everything he touches did not turn. Ken, I'll try again. Ken Golden might think he has the Midas touch, but unfortunately, everything he touches it does not always turn to gold. It's a, it's a uh, good line, David. Good job. <laughs> um, 
I do think this is a perfectly acceptable show. I really do. I think it's perfectly acceptable. Um, I don't love it if you're a super casual or new person to trading cards, but also if you are a super casual or new person to trading cards, you're probably not going to research them as much as I did. I spent several hours working on this. Um, you know, it's it's a good it's it's it's. I'm not going to say it's a good entry point into cards. It's not true. Um, it's tough. It's a tough. The moments that you see memed on Instagram, and I'm sure on Twitter, Reddit, or whoever else, blow, I'm sure Blowout also, honestly, those old fucks love to just be miserable, so it wouldn't shock me if they were just complaining about every single inaccuracy. Um, they're tough to get through, especially as someone who who knows about sports cards. But when they are underselling it, and when they're like, oh, wait, no, this we valued at 1.5, it does $2.4 million, that's really cool. I, I wish they did more of that. Um, if I had to give it a grade or a review, because I while watching the entire show and I took so many notes, um, I think it's a 7 out of 10. I, I think it's perfectly fine. Just some weird actions, especially in the beginning of the show. The first couple episodes, once again, King Golden is not super likable. I think halfway through he gets better, which is this is not a, this is not a narrative show. <laughs> so I don't know if he was just having a bad day or he just comes off as just... They edited him that way, just be not likable. It's weird. I'm not sure, but yeah, that was an, that was an hour long <laughs> recording podcast about two things, man. This is gonna be interesting. I, I I hope hopefully this doesn't go season assist, and I can uh, continue to eat and drink and not be uh, threatened by a lawsuit. But I've seen worse happen, so. <laughs> We'll have to see. Oh, man. Thank you for watching or listening. I, if you listen, this is probably a, a weird one to enjoy, but I tried to provide my resources. We, we looked at a lot of card ladder, just like Golden does. So if anyone has questions about what I saw or my information, I have an entire document of my research. I've read off a lot of it. And, uh, and I yeah, that's, that's all I got. Thank you for listening or watching. I'm going to stop.